I think it's important to have confidence. Um, and I do recognize that not everybody was raised in a home where um, you were you were taught to be confident or you were affirmed. And I realize how important it is to have that confidence, to be able to speak up, to be able to say, I can do it, to be able to say, my idea matters, to be able to say, I matter, to be able to say, hey, recognize what I bring to the table. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wisdom and Wellness. Um, it's always so exciting to ga- to have you guys back here and to just see how much and how well you're receiving the podcast. Um, it's really It really is encouraging. I think putting yourself out there is always scary. I mean, recording my first podcast, as if I've never done this before, I was literally so nervous, um, but it was so, so worth it. And I'm so grateful that you guys have been receiving the podcast so well. Um, So I did mention that I would have some episodes where I have guests on and some episodes where I guess it's just more personal and we just get to talk about what's happening, maybe reflect and just basically pour my heart out. And before I get into things, um, happy Women's Day. Women's Day was yesterday. Um, But I just wanted to talk about why we actually celebrate Women's Day and why it's so important. I genuinely um, don't want to just say happy Women's Day and post a few women, but I really wanted us to understand exactly why we celebrate Women's Day, um, specifically in South Africa, and why it's important to do so. Why we celebrate Women's Day in South Africa, because in 1956, over 20,000 women went marching to the union buildings to go protest against past laws. Basically, these laws were to continue with segregation and limit um, how black women, women who are considered black, move around. Um, Basically, making women just these passive beings who don't get to participate in the economy and never mind the economy even have a say in just their human rights. In fact, it was just an infringement on human rights. I mean, it's years later and we are in 2022. And can you imagine as a woman right now being told, no, you can't work here because you're a woman or no, you can't start that business. No, you can't have a bank account. No, you can't have a driver's license. No, you can't do that. And the answer is not because you're unable to or some great reason, but simply because you are a woman. So that is why it's so important that we celebrate Women's Day. And remember why we celebrate Women's Day, because how we got here was not easy. Someone, someone decided that enough is enough. We have to do something. We have to make pave the way for the future generations. I think the woman who went marching knew that, hey, look, we might not win the battle. We might not win this battle, but certainly we will win the war. And so even now, I do think we are still battling a whole lot of things, such as domestic violence, um, rape, and there is still a whole lot of discrimination when it comes to women, but we are a whole lot further than we were before. And I think it's very important that we acknowledge the good 
we acknowledge the beautiful and we acknowledge the, the, the sacrifices that were made in order for us to do what we do, in order for me to sit in front of a camera and have a YouTube channel that I call my own, to have a bank account, to have, to have my name on a title deed, um, to decide what I get to do, to, to be able to earn a good salary, it was never in vain. So I think it's important that this Women's Month, we really, really celebrate the resilience and the strength of women. And not the resilience in the term of you know, that whole saying where we are almost made to be these, these beings that don't feel pain, but more of we are strong in the things that matter. We have emotions, we feel, we feel pain, we feel hurt, but we are resilient. As a woman, you can overcome any, we overcome anything. We come against situations that are tough every day. As a woman, you're constantly proving yourself. So it's important that we celebrate our strength, we celebrate our resilience, but the beauty in our strength and the beauty in our resilience and the softness in our strength and the softness in our resilience. So I know there's a lot of events happening, um, a lot of awareness, and sometimes it may feel like, ah, oh, this is cliche, this happens every every month. And I actually read something that was asking, do you think, um, I think it was a, an interview that I did and I was asked that do you think it's enough um do you think we should celebrate women throughout the year or do you think um like is it cliche basically to just celebrate once a year and I got the question that it's important to amplify women's voices and to celebrate women's voices throughout the year but also we shouldn't take away from the beauty of this month from the beauty of the 9th of August because it it solidifies something even for people who wouldn't care, they have to sit down and notice. So if we want to complain and say, ah, no, support us the whole year, then we take away from the sacrifices of the day. So yes, we can say, support us throughout the year. Um, look, be, speak women empowerment throughout the year, but let us not minimize the importance of the, the specific month. So I wanted to get into, on a more positive, less political tone, I wanted to get into Woman Who Made Me. And I had to really, really think about this. And I decided to go um, to my own lineage. I decided to go to my own family. And I genuinely consider myself privileged. And I think, hey, I've run my own businesses. I've worked in corporate. I went to university. Um, I drive a car. I have a house. I have a bank account. All these things, I have them. And for me, it was a no-brainer. Of course, I'm going to have a car. Of course, I'm going to have my own business. Of course, I'm going to own a house. Of course, I'm going to have money that I call my own. But then without realizing that this wasn't always the case. And starting with my own grandmothers, like I said, I, wanna, I wanted to go into my own lineage. Um, from my dad's side, my paternal grandmother, um, her name was Beauty. And she didn't go to school. And from sitting with her and listening to her story, she basically didn't know her parents. She was born, she didn't know her parents, and she was raised by her younger sister. And she just never went to school. And that was just her life. Her life was to get a husband who would take care of her, bear some children, and, and that was it. And that was it. And I mean, I she didn't, I didn't, I didn't, she didn't tell enough stories uh, for me to know what was happening in her heart or what she desired. But I think even with working, my grandmother worked as a cleaner um, for a very short time, and she had eleven kids. So 
literally every single year of her life for a good 11, 12 years, she was pregnant. She was taking care of children and that's all there was. And it's not to say that that's not a beautiful thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I genuinely believe based on conversation and the type of woman she was, very opinionated, um, a leader, so strong and, you know, very firm in her beliefs. I really, really believe that if she had the opportunity or the exposure that I have, I genuinely think she could have been great. She could have done amazing things outside of just um, being a support to her to her partner, to her husband. And so my grandmother lived in KZN, the rural areas of KZN. Very, very poor, um, huge yard, a lot of children, whereas my grandfather would leave um, and go and work, and then he would come home, I guess, once in a while. And that was just life. And as a woman, she knew, as a Zulu woman, she cooks for her family and she takes care of her family. And my grandmother never learned how to read. Um, I don't think she ever learned how to write. But one thing, my grandmother knew the Bible off by heart. Off by heart, my grandmother knew scripture. She taught us scripture and she taught us songs. And I often wondered, Coco, how do you know the word? And it's not like she wouldn't paraphrase. Like we paraphrase scripture. I paraphrase scripture because I, I, I sometimes just don't know like the exact scripture. My grandmother never par paraphrased. She, she knew it. She would say it word for word. And how my grandmother learned the Bible was my cousin who she raised would read to her. And that's exactly how she learned it. So can you imagine, I mean, with the access that I have and the knowledge that I have, and I paraphrase some verses, but she had to depend on someone to read for her and she still managed to learn it and to understand it and to teach it. That for me is incredible to a point where... Um, if my cousin was like lazy and she wanted to skip a chapter, my grandmother would know that, no, you're skipping a chapter and um, do it correctly. So can you imagine a woman like that with opportunities, the incredible things she could have done? But she paved the way. And that's why I'm talking about lineage, because she's the one who taught us some songs. She's the one who taught us some scriptures. She taught us a way of life. Um, so the reason why I'm telling this is that nothing was in vain, but we do have to look at our opportunities and look at the opportunities the people in our lineage had and really, really be grateful and celebrate with, with so much respect. Then I look at my grandmother from my mother's side, Agnes, who is still alive, and she loves to tell her story. Um, so she, she, she came from quite a big family, but her mother... Um, left to be with her with another family and she basically raised herself as well while living with my with my with her with her grandmother and she tells us about how they used to I think she used to make a bra with um it's what do we call it? It's uh, the material of like, I think like a 10 kg uh, maize meal. I don't think you find them anymore. You probably do. But that material, that's what they use to make bras. And my grandmother was and still is very innovative. And she basically put herself through, through school. And she met my grandfather when she was very, very young. And he encouraged her to, to finish school. And so my grandmother, while my grandfather was a teacher and she was with him and she had, I think my, my mother, I could be wrong. Um, my grandfather said, well, I'm going to teach you to be a teacher. 
and my grandmother didn't think I, I don't think she had a matric at the time um and she had to to learn but outside so my grandmother my grandfather would bring material from the school that my grandmother would study at home while nursing um my mother i guess and then my grandmother would go and write the exam at the end of the year and she would be top student she was top student and she didn't even attend she barely attended class because she had a baby to raise and she just there was just not that opportunity she grew up in a very um poor you know in a family where she didn't have that access and so my grandmother studied from home um and my grandfather said okay now it's time for you to be a teacher my grandfather my parents are my grandparents are very learned people um they've contributed a lot to the education system um and my grandfather said okay now it's time for you to be a teacher and my grandfather helped my my grandmother become a teacher and she became a teacher and then she started teaching and eventually by the time she retired my grandmother was a principal and she's done quite a few things in the education system and can you think if she didn't have a husband like my grandfather who would say hey i'm going to teach you but you're not just going to sleep on this potential my grandmother was an a student and she could have lost out on opportunity um because it just didn't matter if a girl child goes to school or not if a girl child gets a job or not and because there was no exposure who knows who knows what my grandmother could have become she was an a student who wasn't even attending class and she was making her own bras from material so can you imagine with that um, with that amount of of world resilience strength um inzotini what's the word um intention um like being an a student while nursing a baby and not attending class like that for me is mind boggling and i think of when i was in school what it took for me to to get an a um in my comfortable um position so that was my grandmother um my grandmother agnes who who even till this day she still teaches she she's retired um up until i think covid she used to go to the primary school in our in our in our in middleburg and she would go teach the kids there now she teaches them zulu because she just loves it and she doesn't want to chill at home and so you realize man that women are absolutely absolutely amazing and those women paved the way and both my grandmothers maternal and um paternal grandmothers are very strong world women very very confident women who who know who they are and who are firm in their beliefs and you know what such leaders like my grandmothers when i think about them both of them are such leaders and then we come to my mother my own mother who grew up in boarding school i think my mom if i'm not correct went to boarding school at the age of 6 years old then again you look at the circumstances my grandmother was trying to get her job in teaching life everybody was just trying to make the best everyone was just trying to pave a better future um for everyone so i guess my grandparents thought it's better if my mom goes to the school and my mom spent her whole schooling in boarding school and she too was an a student my mom finished school at the age of 16 and she was an a student she went to varsity she studied um to be a teacher and she started teaching i think from the age of 21 if i'm not mistaken from a very very young age and I think a long time ago I had a conversation with my mom and I asked and I said mom why did you never ever like try going to this career or this career because I think by then opportunities had um opened up and my mom said well I I had to choose you know do I choose opportunities that take me away from home where I can't 
be fully present as a mother or do I choose my job that I have and grow in that and it's just those sacrifices that a woman has to make and I don't think my dad had to and this is with all respect my dad never had to make that decision of do I choose to to chase careers or do I choose to to be at home I mean my dad traveled and and so did my mom it's not like she was put but as a woman especially then your primary or your 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 expected response is to say I choose to stay at home. And there's nothing wrong, like I said, um, everything with context, nothing wrong with choosing to stay at home and nothing wrong with being a traveling person. But now we actually have that choice without feeling judged. Then it was almost like, if you do that, what about your family? So my mom was that hardworking woman and my mom was at every single netball game that I had, every concert that I had. Um, my mom forced me to go to speech um, speech classes because she saw the potential in me that, hey, I think this child's going to be a good speaker. I didn't want to go to those classes with Mrs. Fraser Bell. Um, it was Wednesday afternoon. Kids were going home, going to play with their friends. And here I am staying for a speech and drama class. But it was worth it. She saw something in me. And just like my grandmother saw fit that my mom should go to boarding school for better opportunity. My mom also thought I should play every sport there is. My mom thought I should go to speech and drama class so that I can be the best version of me and all that has contributed to who I am. And then, um, and yeah, so there's a lot to say about my mother, but I recognize the sacrifices she, she made. And I'm genuinely, genuinely so grateful that both my grandmothers and my mother made sure that I look at myself not just as a woman who has kids or someone who should find a husband, but as a leader, as a confident person, as someone who's deserving. Um, and in our home, we weren't raised to think the boys will do better, the boys will earn more money. We were raised to think we're just as good. But that comes from somewhere. And I think a whole lot of unlearning from my grandmothers and my mother. And then I remember a teacher of mine, Mrs. Doberman, um, a lot of people always give recognition to teachers at some point in their in their lives because teachers play such important roles, man. Mrs. Doberman, that woman really, that teacher believed in me um, when I was doing drama at school. She used to always affirm me, give me big roles. And uh, she I, I got an award at the end of primary school. Um, she just encouraged me to, to do things and she affirmed me. I remember her quote me once and reminding me that I have such a strong personality and in my strong personality I should um basically I should have empathy for others I should use it to my advantage and never to put down others and those are I, I appreciate and I look at it now that she never said I should tone down she just said find the balance of being a person who helps other people because you are so strong instead of saying girls don't do that like girls don't lead girls take the back back seat she said let's use your your leadership skills um that fire that I see in you to help others and yeah those are some of the women I mean there's a lot of women that have made me but I just thought to look at throughout of throughout my life who has informed the person um that I am and now I think of myself and the opportunities that I have and I genuinely believe for me I'm in a place where nothing is impossible like all the opportunities are available um to me and I recognize that that is a privilege a privilege not everybody has 
that state of mind not everybody has always had and that somebody woke up and decided that as women we deserve better and so now I have a daughter who is three turning four and I can see the fire in her and I recognize that my job in honor of those women who went marching um, years ago, 1956, my job is to ensure that my daughter sees her strength, she sees her resilience, um, she sees the amazing woman that she can be, she sees opportunities, she sees, she gets exposed, I allow her to be herself, to get into any industry, to break barriers, but not just that, to also allow her to be, um, to be feminine, it's not just about breaking boundaries, but also to remember that as a woman, there's a supernatural power in remembering to, to, to be soft, to be feminine, to be in touch with your emotions. And so a few pointers that I just want to mention and highlight that I think are important. One, I think it's important to have confidence. Um, and I do recognize that not everybody was raised in a home where um, you were you were taught to be confident or you were affirmed. And I realize how important it is to have that confidence, to be able to speak up, to be able to say, I can do it, to be able to say, my idea matters, to be able to say, I matter, to be able to say, hey, recognize what I bring to the table. And there's just many ways as women we can start working on our confidence, but it's important that we are able to start speaking up. When you get to that boardroom or get to that meeting or get to that audition, we should not just be part of the furniture and let the men speak just because they're confident, but we too have something to offer and we just need to build up the confidence to speak up. If it means you read more books, you take up classes, you practice in front of the mirror, but I think it's important that every single woman builds up self-confidence and is able to speak for themselves is able to see themselves as someone who belongs because we belong. We belong in every single room. We are worthy of every opportunity that a man gets. We are worthy and able to run businesses the way the, under, uh, the other gender runs it. And it's not in a way of competition. We're not competing. It's just realizing that we too are just as good. Confident, self-confident. Number two, financial emancipation, financial financial freedom I think one of the hardest things I was looking at divorce stats and divorce stats have gone up and and um Twitter was basically having a battle about this that why have this divorce stats gone up and someone actually said that well it's because women finally have financial freedom before then if they there was abuse in relationships a woman couldn't leave because they had no financial standing and it's very hard to get out of a situation where you've got, you don't know what's your next meal. You don't know where you're going to sleep. You don't know what you're going to feed your children. And so this financial freedom is for your own security and your your, your protection. Um, it's not to, to use against the other person, but I think as women, if we can be financially free, then we are less prone or the chances of us staying in situations that are not good for us are slimmer. And this is not to minimize the conversation or take away a whole lot of factors, but in this context, it's important that we have a level of financial freedom so that when we make decisions, we know that those decisions are really what we want to do, not because you're dependent on anyone or because you're unable, you've never worked a day in your life. If you want to be, it's, it's okay to be someone who doesn't work and takes care of the kids, but at the end of the day um we should have 
something that we stand for that if things change spouse passes away or you lose your family you know that financially you're able to to free yourself or to to, to take care um of yourself and then thirdly is to um is to have community the community one i know we speak of with yeah women don't support each other and you know what i actually want us to change that narrative because i genuinely genuinely don't think it's true i think for the most part women support one another i mean we've spoken i spoke about it a lot but i went to the verve clicker event and it was just like-minded women where you could see the energy in the room was of who are we lifting up you could see that the older women the more mature women who are well accomplished are just looking for young women to support and looking for young women to encourage looking for young women to introduce um so there is a lot of support however if you are in hiding and there's no confidence and um you're not you're not you you you're not sure of yourself it's hard to support something like that especially because if we're being honest um people are busy and people like to support as people in fact all of us we like to support something that we can believe in so first things first make sure that we are we're confident in who we are so that other people can believe in us but the gist of what i'm saying is that there is community and you know just look around and that's why it was important in this video to look at my lineage instead of saying this person from overseas inspires me or or contributed towards my life but it's my grandmothers it's my mother it's my teachers those are the people who contributed directly so i think we also need to look around as who's contributing directly perhaps it's your friend it's your neighbor your sister um but sometimes we don't recognize it because it's not who we think should be supporting so it's important that we recognize that there's a lot of women who who are supporting one another and we should support each other and the competition um competition will always be there because there's industries where we all competing in but let it not be a hard thing but uh, let's compete to all be better not let's compete to put the other person down confidence financial freedom um community and support don't be afraid to try something new and to get into industries where they are no women i think it's so so important that we start getting into those industries not necessarily saying hey let me go get into an industry and that's it but to just open ourselves up to be exposed and um, part of the reason why we love traveling is to be exposed to see what other people are doing what other countries are doing and even as women we need to go into those environments and see what are the people doing there's more jobs than being a there's more to there's more careers than just being an engineer a lawyer an hr manager an accountant an influencer there's other industries um ulondi ngobo was actually talking at the events that there's the there's the ocean someone has to supply someone has to supply um the shipping industry we need women there's no women supplying in the shipping industry if you're in beauty look at having your beauty industry in within the sea in the shipping industry so conversations like that are so so um important but yeah those are just my thoughts on this women's day and just to encourage you man and to also i guess encourage myself is to be to walk in my boldness man to be confident because it didn't come free and we need to remember that that our freedom our opportunities our advantages our all these perks that we have yes they are rightfully ours it's human rights 
but they did not come free and we have to acknowledge that. So please, please remember that if you ever feel down that look, somebody, somebody left their home and sacrificed their life. They were willing to sacrifice their life to make sure that you do better, that you have more opportunities, that you can look touch industries that are untouchable. I mean, I think if my grandmother could see me now, or Mandlovo, who's passed on, she'd be shocked. She'd be shocked at the opportunities that I have that she didn't have. My grandmother, who's still alive, will tell me stories. And, and, and she even told us how she learned to drive. And she made me remember that learning how to drive is a privilege, you know, for her it was, she was labeled as Umfazo Tandizindo at the thing. I think she, they mentioned at their anniversary that there was a thing that Umgasem Tandizindo, because she was learning to drive, you know. Um, and for us, it's just standard. So, happy Women's Day. Um, remember your privileges and be grateful, man. Being woman is powerful. I always say, there is magic in a black woman because the devil has been fighting hard to keep her quiet. So use your magic, see your magic, and remember your magic. Happy Wednesday, and thank you for listening to my podcast.